Welcome to the Momsiety Club Podcast. I'm your host, Tori Levine, a mental health worker with degrees in psychology and criminal justice. So I know the importance of keeping calm in a difficult situation. But when I had my kids, I found myself full of anxiety. One day, everything clicked and I made a commitment to own my anxiety so it doesn't own me. And that's why I started the Momsiety Club Podcast. Each week, we'll discuss all all the different aspects of being a mom, the ups, the downs, and anxieties of motherhood. So join me and let's get rid of this anxiety together. Last week, I got to chat with Megan Bell, a mom and dietitian, and we got down and dirty talking about postpartum poop and pee and fourth degree tears. And if you have any idea of what I'm talking about, congratulations, you had a baby. (laughs) If um, I'm not sure if I said this in the episode or if it was during the post-recording chat with Megan last week, but she mentioned talking about fourth degree tears is a bit taboo, but I said, no, I'm the weirdo who wants to talk about that stuff because if you don't know anything about me... After I had my first son, I really specialized in pre and postnatal uh, exercise training and developed something called Babies at the Bar that was all about bonding with baby, having that community of other moms to exercise with, but safely exercise, talking about your core and pelvic floor. So all of that pelvic floor stuff. I have chatted to moms about physical therapists, special pelvic floor physical therapists, all of that. So yeah, I would be the one who you could anytime chat to about that. But while the past few weeks have been focused on identifying perinatal mood disorders and hearing some stories from new moms, as well as when to seek treatment. This week, I'm going to start a little series called the Let's Talk About uh, Your Core and Pelvic Floor. In my interview in episode nine, which is two episodes go- ago with Dr. Nazanin Silver, she mentioned seeing many women with pelvic floor issues that in turn caused a significant amount of anxiety uh, because before Dr. Silver became a psychiatrist, she practiced as a OBGYN uh, specializing in pelvic floor surgery and repair. So the long way around of it is that, yes, she saw there was a need for addressing women's mental health because there was a lot of anxiety and depression coming out of these pelvic floor issues. So. Over the past five years, as I've specialized in pre and postnatal bar and Pilates, I've met many women who have anxiety as well, primarily around pelvic floor issues, which we will delve into in this series. A few years ago, this was even after I knew all about the pelvic floor and core issues that can occur postpartum. I decided to go and see a pelvic floor physical therapist friend, uh, mostly to hold me accountable to do the exercises that I knew I needed to do because 
I, um, I need that accountability. I'm not great at setting aside the time for myself to do those things. So when I would go to see her and I would be doing my exercises, if she didn't have any other clients, I would just chat her ear off. And it was one of my favorite things to do was to ask all about the research and therapies and different things that she had studied uh, and talk to her about people who I saw who never were diagnosed with core or pelvic floor issues, but presented as that in Pilates years later, uh, as well as just asking all the questions I had. So it was fascinating to see the way core and pelvic floor issues were treated 30 years ago versus today. And from one doctor or physical therapist to another. Once when I went to chat at the local UPMC new moms group, uh, I came and chatted with a mom who came up to me and said, you know, I'm in physical therapy. I have some core and pelvic floor issues. And I was told I shouldn't be doing any of these exercises, that I can only do certain things when I see my physical therapist at the physical therapy uh, clinic and basically told her all the exercises that I was talking to the new moms about the core uh pelvic floor contractions, the squeezes of the core and pelvic floor, and so on, she wasn't supposed to be doing. And she said that she was told the only way that she was going to be able to repair her core and pelvic floor was through surgery. And so I just said, based on what she told me, the exercises she was told to do and not do were, I said, you know, if you can find a physical therapist who is a specialized pelvic floor PT, just go to them for a second opinion and see. And I recommended some people that I had worked with. And later she became a client of mine and she never had to have that surgery. She was able to repair her diastasis recti and solve some of those pelvic floor issues through physical therapy. And she came and she said, wow, you know, when I went to the specialized person, they told me to do all the exercises you were teaching. So that was exciting to have, see the whole journey that she had gone through. And those are some of the things I love helping new moms with. So now let's get into it. Today, we are going to talk about your pelvic floor, and I know that's so exciting. If you have ever been in one of my classes or worked with me one-on-one, you know that I'm always referencing to contract your pelvic floor and your core. So maybe, or maybe you've even watched some videos and you're like, what is she talking about? Well, I'm going to tell you all about it how to properly perform a pelvic floor contraction and lift. So the pelvic floor is compromised of muscles that form a figure eight around your, from your pubic bone to your tailbone. And this supports and wraps around the underside of your bladder, uterus, and your rectum. 
no matter how great of shape you are in, these muscles become weakened and stretched by pregnancy and vaginal delivery. Some of the fun myriad of issues of a weak pelvic floor include low back pain, pelvic pain, prolapse, basically where your organs are falling out, uh, incontinence, well, your organs are sagging, <laughs> incontinence, bowel dysfunction, uh, not being able to control your bowels, or maybe if you have to pass gas, not being able to stop yourself from doing that. And I know some of you cesarean section moms are going to say, well, I don't have to worry about that because I had a C-section. I was, you know, I didn't go into labor. I scheduled a C-section, but a little bit of extra info here. You still have to worry about the strength of your pelvic floor because the weight of baby throughout pregnancy, especially in the last few months, was all held up by your pelvic floor. So imagine trying to, if you're holding something in your arms and somebody else comes over and keeps pressing down, pressing down on your arms, you're go- even if it's light, you'll be able to hold it but eventually there's going to be some like looseness and give. So that's just to say you do have to remember and strengthen, re-strengthen that pelvic floor post baby. Also, C-sections, they are cutting into you and scar tissue when that builds up can cause irritation to your nerves that connect to your pelvic floor. So there have been women who've had C-sections and then successful V-backs and they had more irritation after their C-section than they did um, their V-back. So that's your info about your pelvic floor. Now, what are we going to do to strengthen it? Well, uh, Many of you probably know what a Kegel is, or you've heard of a Kegel from reading pregnancy books or attending childbirth classes, but here's a refresher just in case. Um, The Kegel is simply a contraction of your pelvic floor muscles and named after a a guy named Dr. Kegel, who figured out that these exercises strengthen the pelvic floor uh, in the early 1950s. Usually women are taught to find these muscles by stopping the stream of urine while going to the bathroom. Well, this is a good way for you to find muscles you should be using to perform kegels. These muscles used to stop the flow of urine are not the only muscles you need to worry about and think about to properly perform a kegel. There are actually, because remember I said your pelvic floor is a figure eight, there are front and back kegels uh, and muscles that you need to incorporate. So when you find the muscles to stop the flow of urine, you are learning about your front pelvic floor muscles or a front kegel. And it's equally important to work on the back muscles uh, as it is to work on the front muscles. Some women may have very strong front pelvic floor muscles and weak back muscles or vice versa. And we don't want to have an imbalance because that can actually cause more issues because your whole pelvic floor is basically fighting against itself to 
try to stay strong or relax at the same time. Um, So there's a whole lot of stuff that goes into it. But so to find the muscles necessary to perform a back kegel, this is something you can do when you are driving. If you're listening to this, that's when I always listen to podcasts is when I'm driving or, uh, you know, around the kitchen. Basically, what you're going to do is you are going to imagine you are in a room and just go on this this journey with me for a second. I know it's kind of silly, but I think it gets the point across. So (laughs) imagine you are in a room standing next to your celebrity crush and suddenly feel like you are going to fart. And I don't want you to think to yourself, that's okay. It will be silent and my farts don't smell. Uh, no, imagine that you're having about to have a loud man fart with a smell that could knock out a skunk. Yeah, got it. So that sound and stench need to stay inside until you are able to make it into the middle of a deserted island hundreds of miles from civilization. So do you feel those muscles that you're trying to squeeze to keep that gas in? Those are your back pelvic floor muscles. So now that you've found your front and your back pelvic floor muscles, now you can work on performing a Kegel the correct way. So you're going to start, if you're driving, just stay seated in your seat and you can feel the, um, I like to say that the area between your legs, between your sit bones. If you are at home and you can sit down, you know, crisscross applesauce or seated in a firm chair with your feet flat on the floor, go right ahead and find yourself a nice place to sit, sitting up nice and tall with your shoulders stacked on top of your hips and take a minute to rock side to side and make sure you can feel those sit bones. Um, those are what are pressing into the floor or the chair. Uh, you want to take a deep breath in. And then as you exhale, squeeze your front and back pelvic floor muscles and try to lift the whole area that's between your sit bones off of the floor and almost feel like your belly button is squeezing your pelvic floor up to meet it. And you really want to focus on the lift in addition to that squeeze of the pelvic floor muscles. So as you inhale, you just let everything relax. Your belly cut button can go forward. And when you exhale, you pull that belly button into your spine, lift everything, try to pull everything from between your sit bones up and off of the floor or off of the seat and almost like you're trying to lift them way up to your belly button that's coming in and it's not only just about that pulling in of the belly button it's about that lift and that's where the pelvic floor goes and lifts everything up and eventually after you've done this several times I like to do in and out for 10 seconds and then I try to work on holding it for 10 seconds and then you can try some little quick flicks where you just do a little contraction and release contraction release contraction release um but 
your transverse abdominals, basically your corset muscles of your abdominals, not like the big six pack, the deep, deep, deep inside muscles are connected to your pelvic floor and they will all start working together and learning to talk to each other again after, you know, being separated a little bit from when baby was in utero, but they will start working together and then you'll start feeling like that little burn in your deep down belly. And it's amazing what these little just breathing, it's called diaphragmatic breathing can do and how you can actually feel those muscles. So there you have it. The proper way to perform a kegel or pelvic floor contraction. And once you know which muscles to engage, you can start practicing them lying down. Uh, if you have a hard time feeling the proper muscles when you were seated, it can be easier to do lying down because then you're not fighting gravity. And then once you get the hang of these, these are perfect to do while you're brushing your teeth, uh, standing or sitting for a long period of time. Like I used to always do them when I was pregnant with my first son, driving my 20 mile commute to and from work <laughs> every day. Uh, and you know, when you're waiting at the stoplight, there's a million things when you're rocking the baby to sleep. Oh, you know, I could just come up with a million different things, but there you have it. That is our chat about your pelvic floor today. I hope you enjoyed this <laughs> informational episode. And I just wanted to share because this is one of the things that I teach women in their first session when they work with me, as well as it is like the key exercise you need to know in order to regain strength and build strength postpartum. So if you'd like to get a free resource and, and a handout explaining how to properly do a Kegel, as well as some other top exercises that you need to know postpartum, or head to join.momxietyclub.com. That's join.momxietyclub.com and click on the free resources tab. And if you are looking for a place to find accountability, to exercise along with other moms, join the Momxiety Club, where you will join a group of other amazing women who are working out their momxiety through exercising and through supporting each other. Or if you're just interested in some one-on-one -on -one sessions to get you started before you get back into your full workout routine, you will also find information on that at join.momxietyclub.com. I would love to hear from you. Write me on social media, Email me hello at momxietyclub.com and let me know if you were able to find all the right muscles or if you have any questions. Uh, I love hearing from you. All right, so there you have it how to properly perform a kegel. 
If you are looking for past episodes that I referenced, I have linked to them in the show notes, as well as a link to the Momsiety Club's website. And don't forget to go to join.momsietyclub.com to get your free download of the top exercises you need to know postpartum. So as a reminder, make sure you hit the subscribe button in your podcast app. That way your busy mom brain doesn't have to remember when the next episode comes out. It will just show up on your phone. And while you're at it, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share this episode with a new mom. And if you don't want to just go out and share an episode about pelvic floor, find one of the past ones where a new mom shares her experience with new motherhood. Again, if you enjoyed the podcast, please share it with another new mom friend. Uh, That is how this is able to help more and more moms. So thank you for listening. And next week we are going to be talking about your core and diastasis recti. So if you have any questions with that, email me and I would love to answer your questions on the show. Are you searching for a community, a place to find both emotional and physical support for the stress, anxiety, and overwhelm that comes along with motherhood, and a place to share the joys as well? Then join the Momsiety Club membership for less than $10 a month. As a member, you get a discount on working one-on-one with me. The Momsiety Club podcast is not intended to take place of medical advice or therapy. If you are in crisis, call your local emergency number or the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 